0: Stargate
1: Rewatch Podcast. I'm Carrie. I'm Rachel. And today we're talking about Stargate SG1 season five, episode four, The Fifth Man. Which why isn't this episode five of season I five? Because it's the fifth man.
0: <laughs> oh man. that uh, synergy
1: is missing. Oh, that's alright. We'll get over it.
0: The same quips. Because I really did see that it was four.
1: And I was like, why is it episode four? It's the fifth man. Yeah. They could have switched four and five. They have no impact on each other. can oh, pop it. Yeah. <laughs> Why do we have the same dumb jokes? Because, <laughs> oh, my God, we should be
0: friends. <laughs> yes. yes. Yes, I think so. Yes. Oh, that's funny. So how did you watch this one?
1: Uh, Just DVD. Yeah. 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 Because, yeah. yeah, the Amazon copies are still crap. So yeah. DVD it is. <sighs> yep.
0: Have you been keeping an eye on available other media?
1: Yeah, I poke in every now and then. Um, GateWorld is really good about, like, updating people when there's news of, like, where it's streaming. Like, they have a whole page devoted to, like, where to watch Stargate. So.
0: Oh, and I check... what now for people that don't know?
1: GateWorld.net, your unofficial guide to Stargate.
0: Ah, yes, where yes. we get most of our information anyway. Yes. <laughs>
1: Yes. I like what I remember, like when I first found it, I thought it was like the official Stargate website. It's not. It is completely fan run, fan made, volunteer, just people who love the show. And it's still like there's still new content like all the time, interviews and yeah, all that good yeah. stuff.
0: Yeah. And it's awesomely organized and a plethora of knowledge.
1: Yes. There's an Omnipedia, which is apparently now called Wikipedias, you know breakdowns of, you know, all of the all of the stuff and planets and alien species and characters and like whatever you might want to know about Stargate, they probably have a page for. Mhm. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, like yes. Yeah. I like it. Yes. All right, well, shall we get into The Fifth Man? Let's do. Okay, so this originally aired on July 20th, 2001. It was written by Joseph Malazzi and Paul Mully and directed by Peter DeLuise. And on the commentary, we have Joe, Paul, and Peter. Yay! Is there a cameo in there? There is not. Oh,
0: man. Yeah. Okay, well, at least I didn't miss it. No.
1: So in this episode, Colonel O'Neill stays behind on an alien world to tend to the wounded Lieutenant Tyler, the latest member of SG-1. But when the rest of the team returns to the command center, they discover that Lieutenant Tyler doesn't exist. Will this latest case of alien mind games close the SGC down for good? Probably not. No, probably not. But I mean, Simmons gives it his best, I, I will say. Yes. Yes. The progression of
0: this plotline is very interesting. I like it. Yes.
1: Yeah, it is very. It's interesting how they like wove that storyline into like what's happening with Jack and Tyler. Yeah, it's very yep. interesting. Yeah. Um. Okay. So first thing from the commentary, just sort of like the reason this episode was sort of like written and exists is because they were advised that they needed an episode that wouldn't require them to build uh any sets on any of their stages. <laughs> because apparently they oh. were all full, so they had to use, like, existing sets or, like, on-set locations and stuff, so there's here's this episode. <laughs> here's this episode that takes place in two places, then. Yep, so location and the SGC.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah, no, 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 no new sets. Well, that little, like, ruin that Jack and Tyler are in was built, but, again, not on a stage. It was actually built on location, so
0: there you go. I wonder if they left it there afterwards. It's just ancient ruin.
1: Probably not.
0: Oh, well, a girl can dream.
1: Yes. Uh, okay. So other kind of a funny, interesting bit from the commentary. Um, the the main place where it's filmed, like where the gate is, like in that little sort of rock canyon, is um, has been given the nickname Red Rock Canyon. Because when X Files was filming up there, they painted the rocks red to be sort of like how rocks can go kind of rusty in the desert and stuff, and then they just left left all the rocks painted red. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah. So that's that's like Red Rock Canyon for you. Okay. So they did this thing where they were just like, Nah, bye, we're leaving it. Yeah. It's just paint. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Hmm. That's funny. Yep. (laughs) Okay. So on to the episode itself. So we open with Sam, Tilk, and Daniel running towards the gate on an alien planet while taking fire from Jaffa. Sam radios back to Jack that they should make it, but Tilk has been hit. uh, Back in the clearing, Jack shoots to Jaffa as they walk by in response that Tyler has also been hit and they've been cut off. So he orders Sam to just leave. She's like, no, we're not going to do that because that's what SG-1 does. But he orders her to head out and then come back with reinforcements. More Jaffa come running like towards the gate and Sam and everybody. So we then cut to the SGC where the wormhole opens. They receive SG1's IDC. Uh, The three of them like walk through the gate backwards, like guns still up and drawn and at the ready. And once they're through, Sam yells to close the iris. Hammond heads down and asks, like, what's happened? What's going on? And Sam tells him that they were attacked by Jaffa, and Lieutenant Tyler went down covering their six, so Jack went back to get him. Tilp requests a rescue team to go back and get them ASAP. And Hammond just asks, who's Lieutenant Tyler? Uh, and everybody's very confused because Daniel's like, um, he, he's a member of SG-1. He, he was assigned like last month. And this was apparently Tyler's third mission with them. And Hammond's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. As we cut to the opening credits. And what? Which one of them is wrong? I But which one? Ah! Who knows? So um, another interesting thing that they brought up in the commentary is like, this, um, this episode kind of breaks some of the like just the the rules for Stargate scripts, quote unquote, if you will. um, and one of the you know, like unwritten rules. But one of them is that the audience never knows more than s g one knows. But in this episode, we do, and that's kind of the whole point is that the audience knows more than s g one knows, really?
0: Oh. in a way it's kind of an interesting rule of thumb to to stick by.
1: Yes. I don't know if I necessarily like it, but it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, they're they are into this world, so we can't know something if they don't know it. Because mm. they haven't learned it yet, so. Okay. Yep. Okay. So we come back from the credits, and we're back on the planet. And Jaffa, like, keep walking, like, by the clearing where Jack and Tyler are hiding. And Jack's like, we gotta move. And Lieutenant Tyler's obviously in great pain, like, he's been shot. I kind of I think like up in like the thigh like his upper leg, um but he does right. manage to like get to his feet and Jack kind of helps him walk a bit and um so Lieutenant Tyler may look familiar to you this is Dion Johnstone once again back for his sixth appearance on Stargate SG one, um he was uh Captain Nelson in Rules of Engagement like the Jaffa leader like the Jaffa versus human camp that like Apophis was training you know, the, the people to try and infiltrate the SGC. Right. Um, And then he did a couple like characters like Chaka and one of like the foothold aliens and stuff. But I actually think there's a reason that Dion Johnstone had to play Lieutenant Tyler and I'll get to it at the end of the episode once we've been through everything and you can let me know what you think, because it's, because like, you know, playing Jaffa with your face and then a bunch of, you know, masked characters fine. But the fact that he's now back as not a creature is interesting. Yeah. Ah. I think I, I may have a reason. They didn't talk about it in the commentary. So I'm kind of maybe pulling this out of thin air, but I think it makes sense. But we'll, we'll get oh, to okay. It. okay. All right. I will be excited then. Okay. So back in, the room, back in the gate room, SG-1 is still arguing with Hammond about going back in like just the existence of Lieutenant Tyler and Hammond's like, you're not going anywhere until we know what exactly is going on here. And, you know, they keep insisting Tyler's part of their team. And he's like, I think you guys need to go to the infirmary because something's not right. Um, they refuse because obviously there's nothing wrong with them. And he's like, that's for Dr. Frazier to decide at this point. And so he orders an airman to accompany them. And the Huntsville want to relinquish their weapons, which they make no move to do so. So uh, they are surrounded by more airmen. And Hammond doesn't want to, but he will authorize the use of force against them unless they do what he says. So reluctantly they do give up their weapons. So that I mean that was a fairly tense scene as you watch it. You're like, are the just come, take five minutes, go to the infer like it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> um so back on the planet, we see Jack carrying Lieutenant Tyler over his shoulder as they enter the ruins of the building. And it's not a great location, but it is something that they can defend. And Tyler's very grateful that Jack came back for him and he's like, Well, there's just too much paperwork when somebody dies.
0: <laughs> like Jack does, you know.
1: Yes. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, what's oh, I should have written down what is it that he 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 uses humor to deflect from his obvious heroism or something like that. Uh oh yes, it's it's a joke, my way of deflecting attention from my own obvious heroism. You'll get used to it. Nice. So mm-hmm. there's maybe like little hints of something that like Something's going on with Tyler, but it's obviously he's been injured, so maybe he's just blood loss, woozy. Who knows? But mm.
0: yeah, I do like how they give his character little hints to make you go, eh, something Ooh. is not yes. quite right. I also so, noticed for a lot of Teal'c scenes, it totally looks like Christopher Judge has dubbed over himself.
1: Yeah, it's there was a something. lot of comments ah. about that online, and. Like, none of the production staff has said anything about what happens. I don't know if just the audio track, like, on the day when they were recording got bad and something, the ADR just was, yeah, weird. It, it was, was
0: very weird. It's not right. He was dubbing yeah. himself. It was
1: it was very yeah. weird. Yes. Uh, so back at the SGC, Dr. Frazier heads up to the briefing room to talk with General Hammond, and there's nothing physically wrong with SG-1 aside from the burn that Tilt got from the staff blast, but Junior should take care of it. Uh, General Hammond tells her they've been trying to reach Jack via the map, but it appears that the map has been disabled. Anyway, this is all confusing because how can there be nothing wrong with SG-1 when they keep talking about somebody who doesn't exist? She doesn't know. They're waiting on some more test results. Uh, until then, they have been quarantined. Yay! Yay! <laughs> uh, and Hammond is also putting P7S441 off limits until they know like exactly what's going on because... You know, Tyler didn't exist before they left. They come back from this planet and Tyler does exist. So obviously whatever went wrong happened on that planet. So
0: so the thing that I find interesting, though, is like they're just kind of talking about somebody that they think exists that doesn't. Like, mm-hmm. yes, big issue. But yes. is it enough of like a security risk to not send a team to go? save Jack from wherever he is.
1: Well, I think I, I can imagine General Hammond is thinking, okay, something has happened with their memory. Does that mean some possible enemy force has accessed their memories and therefore their knowledge of the SGC and the IDC codes and all of that. And if that is what happened, they it would be a risk to send more people to have more memories accessed and stuff. So I, I, I can see where he's coming from to be like, we can't send anybody back there until we know what's going on and why slash how this happened.
0: I can see I it. guess. Okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. But it, it did seem like a very, very extreme reaction <laughs> to just a person that doesn't exist when, when before things have been like wonky in, in the reaction comparison to the occurrence of what was happening. <laughs>
1: That's true. But, you know, also, th- this is what the plot needed to happen, so. <laughs> ah! Because yeah. it said so in the script. This that, is why that, <laughs> You know, that pesky little thing <laughs> called the plot.
0: Because <laughs> that's why we're reacting like this, because
1: yeah. it's, it's so.
0: Yes. <laughs> All right.
1: Okay. So down in the infirmary, the three members of Eshimon are trying to figure out what's going on. Sam seems sure that Hammond, like, really has no idea who Tyler is, and Daniel's like, so amnesia. But also Dr. Frazier Dr. doesn't seem to know who Tyler is, so probably not amnesia, because that would mean some sort of base-wide amnesia thing. Tilk brings up that maybe General Hammond is right, there's something wrong with them. Uh, Daniel brings up the quantum mirror incident, and maybe somehow this is a world where Tyler never joined the SHG or was never born, and Sam doesn't think that's the case because there was nothing that looked like a quantum mirror on 441, and there's been no evidence to suggest that a gate could transport people to parallel universes. Tilk brings up that if this Lieutenant Tyler does exist, then there should be a record of him. And Sam's like, aha, yes. So Sam goes over to the computer that was very conveniently left with the people in quarantine. Uh, However, her access code is locked out, but that doesn't mean she can't get into the database anyway.
0: Dirty sneaky hacker. I do like that they arrive pretty quickly at the conclusion of, like, okay, hold on. If we seem to be the only ones that remember this person, nobody else does. Maybe we are the ones with the problem. Let's bottom that.
1: Yes. Yeah. I do like that. Uh, Back on 441, Jack is taking stock of their, like, their weapons inventory. Unfortunately, uh, Tyler says he dropped his gun when he got hit, but they still have four mags, two clips, a little C4, some grenades, and a grenade launcher. So, like, let's hope that that is enough. That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, Back at the SGC, Sam's typing away, and there is no record of anyone with the name Tyler working or even visiting the SGC. So it may be time to consider the possibility that yes, they are the ones with the issue here. Mm -hmm. Then Sam notices something weird. Someone from outside the bay outside the base identified only as user four, five, seven, four, ran an identical search less than an hour ago. They've also been poking into mission files, briefings and personnel files, their personnel files, Hmm. To someone who is investigating them. Yes. What? Uh, back on four four one. Jack says they've got some MREs left, but they need water. So he's going to go find some. But Tyler's like, well, Sam's going to be back soon, right? Shouldn't we just wait? And Jack's like, well, honestly, they should have already been back. So something has happened to prevent their immediate return. And Jack tries to reassure him that it's not that no one is coming because the SGC doesn't leave people behind. But it just looks like it's taking a little bit longer. Than they thought. Uh, he gives Tyler the P90 and a radio. And uh, here, like what you mentioned, the 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 something's a little wonky here. If he, they mention it in the commentary, but if you notice, when Jack like tosses the radio to Tyler, he just it just sort of like bounces off his chest, like he doesn't know what how to catch things or that you should catch things when people throw things mm-hmm. to you. And you can see, and there's a little shot of Jack going, "Huh? No, no, why didn't you catch?" And but anyway, um, so. Yeah, so he gives Tyler the P90 radio, goes off to find water, and as Tyler sets the P90, like, off to the side, right in front of the very conveniently placed stash of MREs in which the message, Made with pride in Tyler, Texas, USA, is very prominently displayed on the packaging. What? Mm-hmm. Fun hmm. fact, there is no MRE factory in Tyler, Texas, but there is one in Grand Prairie, Texas, which is about, like, two hours from Tyler, Texas, so. I was just curious if that was actually a thing, but it's not. It is not. No. Uh, In the control room, they've sent a second map, but it was hit by a Zapfire almost immediately, so they then launch a UAV. The UAV is through, and they start trying to reach Jack on the radio and do manage to get a hold of him. Jack tells them about Tyler being injured, and they're basically trapped by all the Jaffa running around, and then the signal is lost. So Hammond's like, well, if Jack also thinks... There's a lieutenant Tyler. We really can't send a retrieval team because, like, what is going on? What, what is happening? There's obviously something happening to everybody who goes to that planet as far as they're concerned. Davis suggests sending a second UAV when Colonel Simmons walks in advising against it because, you know, they're expensive. And uh, he hands Hammond a file and Hammond's like, my office, let's go. So. Apparently, Colonel Simmons has been ordered to do his own independent investigation as to what's going on. Hammond tries to pull the red phone card again, and Simmons is like, well, you know, one one of these days that's not going to work. It's getting a little old. And, you know, and he tries to be like, I'm just here to help. Right. Like, okay, sure. That's what you say.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, we got to like a little bit later. Simmons is sort of set up in the briefing room and has apparently called Daniel in for a meeting to discuss what happened on the planet. And Daniel's like, I wrote a report. And Simmons like, yes, your report was very informative, very full of amazing events and fictional characters.
0: Yes. That's not condescending at all.
1: Not no, not he's he's not a condescending dickhead at all now. No. Uh, <laughs> uh down in the infirmary, SG1's uniforms are being bagged up when Dr. Frazier notices something on Tilk's uniform that she wants analyzed. Um, we also get a nurse coming in, coming in and telling her that there were no anomalies in their blood work or DNA. Uh, after the nurse leaves, Dr. Fraser suddenly has a flash of seeing Lieutenant Tyler in the hallway on base. What? What? That's I that's like how they presented story. the uh the footage, you know,
0: kind of yes. like a... Um, you know, film exposure
1: Yes. type yeah.
0: effect on it. I liked it. Yes.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So back up in the briefing room, uh, Simmons is showing Daniel the security footage from the briefing room from before they went to 441 and there is no Lieutenant Tyler, but Daniel's mm-hmm. still like not having any of this. He's just like, Wh- whatever. L- I know Lieutenant Tyler. He's still very much Lieutenant Tyler exists. I know him. We're friends, whatever. Uh, Simmons for some reason that then brings up Sarah Gardner, the newest host of the Gould Osiris. And Daniel's like, what, what What does this, that, what does Sarah have to do with Lieutenant Tyler? And apparently Simmons seems to think that Daniel might be compromised because his wife and former girlfriend were taken host by the Gould. And he's like, do I need a lawyer? Like what's going on? So apparently Simmons isn't just investigating like the Lieutenant Tyler incident. He's doing like a full on investigation of SG-1 and the SGC.
0: Yeah, because that was a really weird leap to take. <laughs> so yes. like, here's this one thing. By the way, here's something completely different. Why did you tell me about this? And basically yeah. you know, like yeah. did not ask his questions very well to actually think that he would get any sort of answer.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Dr. Frazier goes to talk to Sam because she's now like sort of in her own separate room outside of the infirmary and asks her what Lieutenant Tyler looks like. So Sam describes him and she's like, yeah, I I remember him now. And Sam's like, what do you mean you did like two hours ago? You had no idea who he was. And Frazier's like, I need to go like report this to General Hammond. But Sam's like, no, you like you can't because if you do, you're just going to get locked up with the rest of us and we'll never be able to help Jack. Like, you need to, like, take this, like, what's happened to you right now and figure out what's going on. And Fraser's kind of like, yeah. Yeah. She, you can tell like, she thinks it's not the best idea, but it's kind of the able, only idea. The only idea if they really want to figure, it, get to the bottom of what's going on. So um, up in General Hammond's office, he picks up the red phone and asks for a General Peaceman. Uh, there's then sort of like a montage of him trying to get a hold of this general or somebody who might know exactly who Simmons is working for. Um, somebody's in a meeting with the Joint Chief, so he'll have to call Hammond back. So unfortunately, Hammond's not really getting anywhere on his end of things right now. Back on 441, it is now night, and it was actually night when they shot this—not that fake like day for night thing that often happens in places. Yeah. This is exterior, actual night. Ooh, uh, night and, shooting yes um and jack and tyler just kind of like talking about stuff like hey where you from and tyler says he moved around a lot jack says he was born in chicago Woohoo! but tyler in... say
0: he was from texas though
1: no he says he just moved around a lot
0: oh, i could have sworn he said he was from texas like mm-hmm. the things let
1: me see yeah. um oh jack okay so jack says where are you from tyler texas and tyler goes mostly we moved around a lot okay. I knew Texas was in there somewhere. Okay. Um, So, yeah. So, Jack, born in Chicago, grew up in Minnesota. He'll take Tyler fishing sometime. And then this is another little bit of thing, like, something's weird going to Hunter because Tyler apparently doesn't seem to know what fishing is. Like, even if you've never gone fishing, you know what fishing is. Right. So... Um, they talk a bit again about like how they're going to get out of this situation. And Jack's like, if we don't get rescued tomorrow, they'll like head up farther into the hills and maybe hope the Jaffa will just lose interest. And Tyler's like, they're never going to stop hunting us. And Jack's like, why? And he's like, well, because that's what Jaffa do, right? Like, like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you mean like, "I'm, I'm not totally wrong. Anyway, um, and Jack's like, sure. But the SGC is the way the SGC is too. So they'll be fine because they'll come back for them. Uh, Simmons is now questioning Tilk, and this might be my favorite interrogation of (laughs) the episode, Um, like mentioning like the portrayal of SG-1 and Jacob that happened a couple months ago in their time, I think, and is basically, you know, wondering if Tilk is perhaps still loyal to the Gould, which Tilk denies, but Simmons questions the certainty of that, to which Tilk uh, pulls out the best takedown of Simmons ever, I think, because Tilk goes, it would be immediately apparent as I would not hesitate to kill you where you sit. If Tilk were were still loyal to the Gould, Simmons would be dead. (laughs) Yes. It's like, ha ha, I got you there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Back on 441, a glider seems to have discovered where Jack and Tyler are laying low. Uh, Jack does manage to take it out with a grenade launcher, but obviously they've been made, so they need to go, but Tyler... Still can't move, so, okay, time to just dig in and hopefully make it through. Yep! Uh, Sam is now being interrogated, and it's going just about as well as Daniels and Tilks' interrogations went. And Sam Simmons is doing everything he can to try and prove that Sam and basically the rest of SG-1 are dangerous and not fit for, for duty. And, you know, the whole she was host to a Tok'ra and taken over by an alien entity and was the harboring an alien in her house last week and blah, blah, blah. Um, and also the fact that Sam tried to hack into the base mainframe yesterday. He's like, that's enough for me to like pull you up on charges. And she's like, aha, your user four five seven four five seven four. And he's just like, this interview is over. So, <laughs> I mean,
0: like, the thing is that is the other user. Like, they're not unauthorized. It's just he didn't know. know who it was. So it's not like she caught him doing anything he wasn't allowed to be doing, per se.
1: Unless he didn't want people to know it was him, which is why he was maybe logged in as a general user and not a personal ID, I would assume he has. Yeah. I don't
0: know. But I, I found that I found that to be a very weird closeout where he was just like, this is over. <laughs> like, obviously, yeah. he got his information somehow.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> that one didn't jive okay yeah it it is yeah it is a little weird yeah uh back on 441 we see jack like running around like laying, C- laying c4 and tripwires to hopefully like take out some Jafas. they approach their location he gives lieutenant tyler a handgun and tells him to make every shot count because you know they have very limited ammo on them and tyler's just like i cannot let you die protecting me and Jack's like, what does that mean? But then they hear the sound of that Jaffa horn, and uh, here we go. No. It's uh, on. Yep. Uh, Hammond and Simmons enter the infirmary where Dr. Fraser has some news for them. She believes she's figured out what happened to SG One. So that residue that was on Tilks' uniform is similar to a neural transmitter called cortical acetylcholine. I think that's how you pronounce it, acetylcholine, acetylcholine, that's it, acetylcholine, yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, which is a a neurotransmitter that's related to memory. Uh, She says she believes that Lieutenant Tyler or the idea of Lieutenant Tyler is simply a chemical implant by somebody or something on 441. She brings up an MRI scan and shows them that the greatest impact of this chemical is in the temporal lobe, which is where facial recognition happens. So SG-1 came into contact with this unknown chemical. Some alien being has managed to convince them that they are Lieutenant Tyler, which they're like, okay, but this goes beyond just remembering a face. Like SG-1 are talking about, like, missions they've been on with this guy. Like, there's a history with this Lieutenant Tyler. And Dr. Frazier's like, well, then their, you know, their brains just filled in the necessary details to make this work. So mentioning that, my question is, like, do all of SG-1 have the exact same memories of, like, what happened on the missions with Tyler and, like, what he did? Because that is awfully specific information to be passed just by a brief physical contact with a chemical substance.
0: I, I mean, I would hope not. But, I mean, we don't get very much description of them telling the backstory other than like other than in the beginning when Daniel's like we've known him for a month you put him on the team we've been training him like what I so yeah we don't we don't really know but I would hope not otherwise that's just sophisticated stuff
1: yeah it's a little scary um but Simmons then brings up that you know earlier Frazier had said that SG-1's MRIs were clean and Dr. Frazier's like yeah, that's you know the chemical does dissipate quickly, and that's um, that that's my MRI. <laughs> and Simmons is like, I'm sorry, that's your MRI. You were exposed to this chemical and didn't like say anything. But doctor, like she does seem to be saying that like her memories are already fading a bit. Like she doesn't qu- quite remember Lieutenant Tyler at least as strongly as she one does at least. Um, Simmons is very not happy that she didn't report this, but she's certain that SG-1 would be fine to return to the planet without any kind of harm. But Simmons is like, I don't trust you, and storms out. She then pleads with Hammond to like let SG-1 go back because this could be Jack's only chance.
0: Yeah. So I also wonder, does that mean like whatever whatever they're exposed to to make them remember Tyler is
1: that like a continuous thing? I, yeah, I don't know if it's that, because if the if the chemical dissipates from your system, is it really that strong enough that the memory is still there, like, hours later, even when the chemical is gone? Because it's been at least a day, because, like, back on the planet, we're, like, back to, like, day, so it's been at least overnight. Um, th- yeah, it is a little unclear how the chemical actually works.
0: Yeah, I think this is definitely an instance where they didn't really think that one through. <laughs> As they were writing the episode, they were just like, aha! It's a chemical compound, but they didn't really, you know, do these deep analytical questions like we're doing of like, is it a continuous thing or is it like a skunk spray that's just like, and then, you know, you're exposed to it and then it works. And then, does it fade? Does the memory fade? Is this person like, what happens? I don't really think they went through all that at
1: the time. No, I guess they just didn't, you know, anticipate in 20 years there would be these these things called podcasts where people dissect every detail of TV shows and movies. (laughs) everything that they had to write in a week (laughs) yes because i mean as you're just watching it you totally buy it's totally fine it's just you know as we like to do once you start talking about and picking parts kind of like well wait a minute yeah
0: (laughs) there's nothing wrong with that
1: but anyway it's
0: still why you need a super thinker on the
1: show yes (laughs) um okay so back on the planet jack comes running back to that shelter and he said there's 15 jaffa coming and Tyler. And that this is when Lieutenant Tyler like admits like what's really going on, like who he actually is and actually shows Jack his true form, which is it's vaguely skeletal in nature and like quite like skinny, at least. And has these like skin like dreadlocks. Kind of Predator-esque. And some, yeah, kind of Predator-esque, <laughs> but not quite so scary. It's a little like, whoa my God, what the hell is that? But yeah. It's um, kind of humanoid-ish. Yes.
0: I, I uh, love how Jack's reaction is just like, what?
1: Oh, huh. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, there's kind of bigger problems they got to deal with. right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, Tyler says his race are called the real and that he made Jack think he was Lieutenant Tyler as part of the like this natural defense mechanism. They have that like chemical secretion. Uh, the Gould figured out what his kind can do. So he was captured to be dissected and studied. He managed to like break out of like the, the jail on the ship and damaged the guidance system, causing the ship to crash. And that's when SG-1 found them and he didn't know if he could trust them. And so basically Lieutenant Tyler was born and is like, okay, well no time for more talking. Cause here come the Jaffa. Uh, so they trip some of the trip wires, they blast the C4, Jack shoots a couple grenades from the grenade launcher. They get some of them, but, like, not everybody. They run out of bullets, and so they start getting into some hand-to-hand combat. Tyler gets, like, whacked in the back with a staff weapon and falls down. Jack's grappling with one Jaffa when another comes up with a staff weapon at the ready, so Jack just, like, raises his hand and surrender, And he's about to be shot when that Jaffa is hit by a staff blast to the back and the other Jaffa are all taken out by gunfire because here comes SG-1 to the rescue! Yay! Yay. Um, once the Jaffa are all taken care of, Tilk aims his staff at Tyler and is like, he's, he's not who you think he is, and Jack's like, I know, it's fine, he told me all about it.
0: So, question, does that mean they are actually seeing Tyler as the
1: real Tyler? I don't know! Like, did do the I... stuff wear all? I don't know. I would like that question answered because I had that same thought of, like, who are they seeing? Are they seeing their memory or are they seeing the true form? Ah, oh, confusing. Um, yes. Uh, So as they head back towards the gate, we get a little more information from Lieutenant Tyler. Basically, his race are not a very technologically advanced race. This disguising basically is their only defense mechanism. And once the Gould figured out that they can do this. They've basically been hunted to almost extinction. Uh, Luckily, some of them did manage to get away and they've like restarted their civilization on a new planet. So Tyler's going to head there. They'll bury the gate and just sort of hide away in a little corner of the galaxy where hopefully nobody can find them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tilk then hears something and they stop and they do that, like creep forward towards the edge of a cliff. And there's like a huge mass of Jaffa now surrounding the gate so they're like, we got to go. And Jack's like, there's too many. Uh, Tyler offers to surrender to allow She one to get away. And Jack's like, that's not going to happen. And he's like, okay, I'll go down and lead them away from the gate. like, that's not going to happen either. Like, we've gotten this far together. Let's figure out where we can get some more firepower and we'll all get out of this situation. So Jack orders Daniel to stay with, uh, what's your real name, by the way? And he's like, hi, yeah, yay. <laughs> i love this scene and jack's like so daniel's gonna stay with tyler yeah (laughs) who's been given sam's that gun and then the others head out to try and figure out like what they can do what they might be able to do to try and salvage this situation so jack and everybody head back to where that glider was shot down and looks like that cannon might still work and jack's like i like that idea uh Back with Daniel and Tyler. Uh, Basically, Tyler just tells Daniel to thank Jack for him. And then that's Daniel. (laughs) (sighs) Who didn't see that one coming? Mm. Uh, Then we get Hammond and Simmons facing off in the briefing room. Yes. Uh Love it. Love it. Uh, Simmons pulls the, I'm only doing my job and things are not kosher at the SGC. Hammond doesn't care. He's figured out who Simmons is working for, (laughs) Kinsey. Uh, What? Surprise. I know. Uh, And Hammond's connections go a lot higher than Simmons, so it's time for Simmons to leave. And uh, he can only hope that Hammond knows how to leave as gracefully as he does, as he just packs up and heads out on his own and not under guard as we would have liked to have seen, unfortunately.
0: I mean, he does have some good quips, though. I love how calm he is. Oh, he doesn't yeah. rise to any sort of altercation. He's
1: just like, okay, we're going to play. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'll be, be back. back. You'll, mm-hmm. I'm not gone. I'm not done. Yep. Uh, so as she went not make it back and they find Daniel and wake him up and Jack asks him where Tyler is, to which Daniel responds, you know, I would have asked him, but I was too busy being unconscious after he shot me with the zat you gave him. So, mm-hmm. which was apparently an ad lib from Michael Shanks. <laughs> no.
0: <Nope. laughs> Daniel spends most of this. Like, the ending scene with, like, a look on his face of just, huh? What? <laughs> and his face is just, it's a funny expression,
1: like, the whole time. Yeah. yeah. uh So, Jack's, like, got his little scope out, and he finally, he spots Tyler down by the gate, zatting the Jaffa, who start chasing after him, leaving just a few Jaffa at the gate to guard it. So, this might be their only chance to at least take those Jaffa out. Uh, We then follow Tyler, who we now see in his natural form, like, running through the woods. And he kind of hesitates for a moment and, like, gets tackled by one of the Jaffa chasing him. So the Jaffa are then leading Tyler back to the gate. We now see him again as Lieutenant Tyler. um, When they start start getting taken out by Tilk carrying the huge, like, cannon (laughs) from the glider. And he's just, like, so cool and so badass. And I love it so much. You, just, and like, you completely... know, after
0: that, he's like, I'm keeping this thing. <laughs>
1: oh, it comes back. It is not gone. It does come back. <laughs> so I noticed that it had
0: like a strap on it then though, that they put. <laughs> so
1: they yeah. They must've like, rubbery. they must've pilfered that from some of their other gear or something. Cause yeah. like, but yeah, it's just, it's so cool. Um, The rest of SG-1, you know, they take down the other Jaffa. Tyler saved. He, he seems confused about why they came back for him and Jack's like, cause we don't leave our people behind. And Lieutenant Tyler's like, well, I'm not one of your people. And Jack goes like, you could have fooled me. Actually you did. Oh, ha ha. Ha ha ha. But yeah, well, I mean, cause he's not a bad guy. He, you right. know, maybe he made a little help. mistake, but he needed some help. Anyway. Uh, so anyway, uh, they get back to the gate. Tyler dials up his new homeworld, And Jack tells him that, you know, maybe they don't have to bury their gate. Maybe they could be allies. And I was like, "Well, you know, that's not my call, but you know, he'll talk to his people, and then maybe Jack could take him fishing."
0: Aww, Aww. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that they also paid attention to what address he dialed in?
1: I'm sure Daniel made note of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But also, we never see or hear from the real again, so. <laughs>
0: Like we do with so many other <laughs>
1: yeah. species. Um uh, a final final bit from commentary and some stuff I read online, like editing this final scene around the gate was quite tricky because there were like dead Jaffa all over the ground around the gate. And yeah. it was like just weird and awkward to have too wide a shot where you have SG1 like stepping over dead bodies as they're like kind of saying goodbye to their new friend and stuff. Mm-hmm. And a little awkward kind of touching scene, but also dead Jaffa everywhere. Um also keep keep that in mind for for a later episode in a couple weeks. Ah yes yes yes. Mm-hmm. Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so now that is that is the end.
0: The end. I liked it. I thought it was good. So what's your what's your thought on uh, the okay. necessity of having that particular actor?
1: Okay. So why it had to be Dion Johnstone? So your mind, like when you dream and you see people. Like, your mind cannot create human faces. So every face you dream of, you have seen somewhere in the world. You may not consciously remember that you've seen a person with this face, but you have seen a person with this face. So SG-1 has seen this person who looks like Lieutenant Tyler, Captain Nelson from Rules of Engagement. So, you know, you can't create a face from nothing, but maybe it was able to find a face that's buried way back in their memory that they don't consciously remember that Mm. they knew a person who looked like this and be like, I'm not Lieutenant Tyler.
0: Well, it would have been interesting then if they all pictured somebody different.
1: Yeah, that would be an interesting thing too. Yeah. I'm not entirely
0: sure how they all would have created the same face. Yeah. I like that concept, but that means that they all would have had to have
1: thought of the same face. Yes. (laughs) But that that's that that's why I think it had to be Dion Johnstone. Hmm. I like
0: it. I mean it makes a lot of sense. Um they probably just told him like, Yes, you can finally be in a role where we see your face. God <laughs> <laughs> You play a good guy. God, finally. Okay, okay fine. Hey. Okay. We, we know you're amazing. Okay. We yeah. you know you're amazing. Now we can yeah. see your face. Um but <laughs> But yeah, no, that's that's a really interesting concept. I think it would have been very I think it would have been very interesting if they all somehow discovered that he looked different to everybody.
1: Yeah. That would have been a interesting all, conversation to have. Yeah.
0: If they were all separately asked to describe this Lieutenant Tyler. Yeah.
1: Well, there was that scene, you know, where Fraser went to talk to Sam and Sam described him and Fraser was like, Yep, that's who I saw in my memory. So, right.
0: So wouldn't it have been interesting, yeah. if, like when they were all, I mean, it would have been in the interrogation of all of them, as it were, if they were like, yeah. who is this person that you think he is? And they all described somebody completely different. And then they were like, um, <laughs> <laughs> problem.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, another question, because I forgot to ask you at the beginning of this episode, and I, I think I should mention it because did you remember this episode? Did I remember Lieutenant Tyler?
0: Did you um, like,
1: you know, as we do, like, did you remember, like, this, like, what happened in this episode before you right. watched it?
0: Um, no, this is not one that I remembered, like, at all. Me neither. <laughs> Wait, you didn't remember something?
1: <laughs> no, like, I saw like the fifth man, and I'm like, what's the fifth man? Why don't I remember? I, I somehow okay, then blanked this makes it, it extra
0: one. funny given the content of the episode. <laughs>
1: Yes, which <laughs> kind of okay
0: remembered. Yes. Tyler.
1: Oh, and this guy. Kind of, okay. So this then also kind of goes into like so the title. So the title, the fifth man. That's obviously what Tyler is. He's the fifth man of SG-1. But I think it's a play off of this real thing that exists that's called third man syndrome. And I remember this thanks to the the British series QI from Series P, Episode 13, Phenomena. They talked about this. Um, there's actually a clip, like, of this specific bit of the episode that they talk about um, on YouTube. I'll put that in the show notes in case anybody wants to go watch it. Um, th- there is some slight not-safe-for-work language, so just, like, have headphones and not little kids around if you do decide to go watch the clip. But it's very funny. I highly recommend it. Anyway, ah. Um. so this thing, so this uh, third man syndrome. So it's basically the sensation of the prevent of the presence of an extra unseen person. And it usually comes into play in like expeditions and like perilous situations, people deep in the jungle, people like climbing mountains and stuff. Um, in like so like a couple examples. Uh, so in 1953, British explorer Frank Smythe tried to solo climb Mount Everest. And when he got within like a thousand feet of the summit, he was convinced that somebody else was with him so much so that he actually tried to give this other person some food. Oh, man. he actually tried to hand this person some food. Um, Ernest Shackleton, who was um, one of the more famous, like, Antarctic explorers, um, during one of the explorations that went, like, quite wrong, when their ship became trapped in ice, they ended up drifting for, like, ten months before the ship was crushed in pack ice. They survived on ice flows for another five months, and finally... Uh, escaped to the island of South Georgia, and uh, in one of his books where he was recounting this uh, situation, he says, during that long and racking march of 36 hours over the unnamed mountains and glaciers of South Georgia, it seemed to me often that we were four and not three. Hmm. um, It's also mentioned in the T.S. Eliot poem, The Wasteland. Uh, He goes, uh, who is the third who walks always beside you? When I count there are only you and I together, but when I look up ahead the white road, there is always another one walking beside you, gliding wrapped in a brown mantle hooded. I do not know whether a man or a woman, but who is that on the other side of you?
0: Oh, interesting.
1: So yeah. Yeah, That's a real
0: phenomenon of
1: of
0: imagining somebody with you. Yes. Hmm. Can't say I've ever had that happen to my myself.
1: No. No. but you know, then again, I haven't tried to like scale Mount Everest, so No, not today. No, not, not ever. No, Uh, no, no. okay. That's not my thing. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. So final thoughts. I liked it. Were there any,
0: were there any fun foreign titles or were they
1: all just? No, they were all the fifth man, the first, fifth person, fifth. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Numero five. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Nothing, nothing fun this week from foreign countries, unfortunately. No. Okay.
0: Damn. I like yeah, no, yeah, I
1: liked it. Oh, um, so and uh, if you if you noticed, I forgot to mention this, um the Jaffa on that planet are not there, like their little symbol. Mm-hmm. There's not anybody we've seen before. Uh this they're they are apparently uh Jaffa for the Gould Tilgath, um, who we will see uh later in season seven. We will actually oh. see this Gould in person.
0: Yeah. Hey, could this be Um, I'm sorry you've said it multiple times and I don't remember what his name is. The actor that played Tyler?
1: Dion Johnstone.
0: Dion Johnstone, yes. Could this be the fifth episode that he has appeared in?
1: It's the sixth.
0: Dang!
1: Yeah, I okay, let me let's go back and count. It is Um. (laughs) okay. So his first appearance was Captain Nelson in Rules of Engagement. He was Naonak in Jolinar's memories and the devil you know. Um, He's one of the foothold aliens uh, in the episode Foothold. He was Chaka in the first ones and now mm-hmm. Lieutenant. Tyler. Boo, okay. So, yeah, okay. unfortunately. That's fun. I know. More number fives. Come on, get with it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Nothing having well, it's funny because nothing having to do with this episode is actually the fifth man. It's the fourth in the season. It's his sixth appearance. It has I to do know. with third man syndrome.
1: I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: they could have at least made it episode five. Come on. There's nothing relating to five. <laughs> I mean, at least it's in season five. Okay, we get that at least. Yeah, right. but that's that's the best we got. <laughs> okay. Very okay. All right, fine. Okay all right well thank you everybody for listening you can find us on instagram at sg underscore rewatch and now on discord check the link in the show notes or send us an email at woo that's w-o-o-s-g rewatch at gmail.com don't forget to rate and review us please and we will see you next time for red sky
0: Bye. bye